So if I invited you to name some of the books of the New Testament, I'm pretty sure such faithful folk who gather on a summer Sunday would be quick to name Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You might even come up with Acts. You might even start naming some of those letters to the Romans and the Corinthians and the Galatians and the Ephesians, and there are more. And at some point, with a little patience, maybe a little more prodding, you might come up with the letter of James. The letter of James is a letter deep into the New Testament. It comes right after Hebrews and 1 Peter, right before the end of the New Testament. The letter of James. About 500 years ago, the great reformer, Martin Luther had issues with the letter of James, you may know. Luther raised the question about whether James should even be in the New Testament. Luther had objections to James because it never mentions, as he put it, the nature of Christ. The letter only mentions Christ two times, once at the very beginning and another time almost in passing. And the message of James is really less about the grace of God or justification of faith, two themes super important to Martin Luther. The letter of James is actually more about, you know, the messy stuff of life. James is about how to get along when Christians are together. James is about how to be the church in the world when it's complicated especially. James is more about how to live in light of our, our salvation in Jesus Christ and how to be Christians in complicated times. Really, it's about how to live and how to serve. So James fell a little short with the great reformer Martin Luther. He cared about those things, but he was really focused on some other things. But the letter of James certainly reflects the heart of Christ. And the letter of James certainly invites us to live following Christ, live in love, live with community, with the heart of Christ. Listen to these verses or read along with me because they're printed in the bulletin from James 1. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we, may, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of all creatures. You must understand this, my beloved let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, 
they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like but those who look into the perfect law the law of liberty and persevere being not hearers who forget but doers who act they will be blessed by their doing if anything they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts their religion is worthless religion that is pure and undefiled before God the father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God here's what James the pastor knew when Christians get together in churches everything that can go wrong sooner or later will go wrong that is why it's so easy for those outside of the church to be so critical of the church churches are supposed to follow Jesus but so often they do other things churches are supposed to love God and love people and care for people in distress but and here's why James is so important and helpful in these days churches are made up of people and what happens when people get together well as much as we try to be patient and loving there can be fussing and anger as much as we seek to be attentive to one another's needs we fall, we fall short and we often fail each other people are often selfish amidst their desires to serve people are often fearful amidst their desires to be full of faith and courage people are often weak and tempted even when called to be strong people are often harsh even when we're expected to be humble and patient and loving. And this is why James's words are timeless. This is why James's words are so important, so wise and pertinent for us. Eugene Peterson reminds us, wisdom is not primarily knowing the truth, although it certainly includes that. It is skill in living. That's wisdom. Or what good is truth if we do not know how to live? What good is an intention if we can't sustain it, Peterson says. Well, the letter of James, the letter from James the pastor, the letter from James at the end of the New Testament, the letter of James written at the end of the first century wants to encourage us in how to live toward God and toward God's truths. James wants us to be less what we have been and more what we could be as God's beloved people. James wants us to be people who listen and help and care and love. It matters how we live. It matters how we relate. It, it's not just about what we believe. It's not just about where we go to church or whether we claim that we're religious it's always and mostly about how we are. In fact, it's mostly about who we are. It is, friends, about being less what we have been and more what we could be, more loving, 
more attuned to listening, more about healing the world, you know, more like Jesus. More like Jesus. Some of you know that in my eight weeks of my sabbatical, Ginger and I did a good bit of hiking. I especially love hikes that have some challenge to them. You know, uh, I really love hikes that give you a wonderful view. You hike, you sweat, you breathe hard, and then, wow, the view. You climb, you fret, you might even complain, and then the scenery. It takes it all away. Here's the thing about hiking. It encourages you to heighten your senses. It encourages you to pay attention. Hiking urges you to notice things, the trees, the path, the flowers, the rocks, the other plants, the sounds, the changing terrain, the animals, the other hikers that you might pass along the way. Hiking heightens the act of noticing. Hiking invites you to pause and listen and ponder and deepen the encounters with life, with nature, with the world. Certainly there are other activities that can do this. Gardening can do it. Fishing might do it. Birding can certainly do this. Listening and watching. Maybe even singing can do this. Knitting can do this. Encourage you to pause and ponder and pay attention. Deepen your senses. If we have all these disciplines and we have these activities that help us sense and see and pay attention and notice, this is also what religion is supposed to to do. It's meant to help us see the invisible but ubiquitous God all around us. God's presence, God's care, God's purposes all around us. It's meant to help us notice the presence and the wonder of God help us see light and life both with capital L's in everyday life and then when we see and ponder and notice we begin to act and love and serve I think James James the letter James the pastor James this first century person is trying to help us recover the art of seeing be attentive Be listening, be sincere, be focused so that we and others can indeed see God at work in the world, the complicated world where we find ourselves and then be part of God's work in that world. And how much do we need that today, tomorrow, this week with all that we are confronting? How much do we need to see and sense God's presence and align our lives with that we're also concerned about the crisis in Afghanistan so much heartache so much turmoil so much danger so much confusion so many impossibilities all of this evacuation only two more days 
And it all comes after so many years of efforts and money and mess there. We're all so fatigued with COVID. It has become so difficult for all of us. We're often overwhelmed with other things, personal issues, people we're concerned especially about in the midst of challenge and transition and uncertainty. Honestly, life can feel pretty discouraging, disheartening. I think James has a very important message for us today in this century for our lives in downtown Richmond. First, he uses that phrase, Father of lights. Did you catch that phrase? Do you see that? Every hope and every good thing find its source in God. Every hope, every good thing find its source in God who is constant and abiding in care. That's his opening message here. James affirms that God is the author and giver of life. God is the one who governs and rules the world. God has plans and purposes for our lives and for the world. We can and must trust God even when the snares become difficult and the complexities seemingly overwhelm us. Everything that lights up the world is a gift from God. And there are a lot of things lighting up the world even amidst the heartache, uncertainty, and the sadness and the loss, and in fulfillment of God's loving and great purposes, as Jesus reminds us, we are given birth. We're given our very lives so that we can bear fruit, reflect God's light in the world. Life comes from God. God is always at work. Life is held by God, and our lives, well, they're to be about sensing God, paying attention to God and serving God, being instruments of God's light wherever we find ourselves. This little passage with this image of the world being poured uh, into by God's loving care with this reminder that we have received God's gift of life and we are to be first fruits reminds me of the opening words of the Gospel of John The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. We're part of God's purposes in the world. The presence of God, the promises of God don't just exist. They are poured into us and into the world. Our lives are to reflect God, God's light, God's love, God's presence, regardless of the snares that burden us and perplex us. So it matters how we live. It matters what we do so others can see God. It matters so that others can sense God at work and we ourselves can be reminded God is at work. Pay attention to God in the activities of the world. Our actions, our activities reflect God and God's light and God's word in the world. This is our calling, James is reminded us. So James James the pastor, James the first century letter, James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. James says, and it applies so much to these days in particular, rid yourselves of all sordidness and wickedness and with meekness the implanted word has the power to save your souls. What a phrase. And then he says, be doers of the word, 
that's been implanted in you. Be doers of the word. James loves Jesus. It's clear. James is calling us to be, well, like Jesus. Doers of the word. The word made flesh. The word has dwelt among us. Be doers of the word. We have so many things weighing on us and so many things that we need encouragement for, for in these days. We can't control what happens. Afghanistan, COVID. We have lots that frustrate us and lots that breaks our hearts. Lots that may even alienate us from one another. What we can do is strive to be doers. Doers of this word that has been implanted in us. We can keep finding ways to help others see God present and active. We can help ourselves pay attention so that others can see God present and active. We can strive to be doers so that all know the light and the life, capital L's, that sustain us. We hope, frankly, in the coming days that we at second will have some avenues where we can provide love and care and assistance to help Afghan refugees. We're talking to our interfaith partners and downtown uh, comrades to find ways to share our blessings with these struggling people. We look forward to seeing how that unfolds so that we can be doers. We hope in the coming months we can get our childcare open again after COVID closed it. We have much to sort out. We do. Staffing needs, children to enroll, logistics with continuing COVID and more. But we are working to fulfill that mission as God's people. Doers. Doers of the word. We have people in our midst who are struggling, people we know and care about, dealing with difficult circumstances, feeling isolated from our community, dealing with serious health issues and big transitions, even wondering what's next. And we're gonna do our best to be a community and bear God's light and help people see and sense God's presence and care among us. It takes all of us. It always takes all of us, James, James the pastor, James the one who writes the letter in the first century, James wants us to have the heart of Jesus. He reminds us that we belong to the Father of lights. What a phrase, whose intention is to bring light to the world. And as God's people, we're to bear light in God's dark world, not contribute to the darkness, bear light. We're the first fruits, fruits for a better and more hopeful word, James says, be doers. Doers of the word, not merely hearers. Let's keep working. Let's keep looking for, let's keep striving for small ways and large ways to bring God's light to the world. We are indeed doers of God's word. Doers so others can see God present, active, steadfast, loving through all things. We have work to do. May God bless us. May God show us the way and may God's light emerge over every darkness. Alleluia. Amen.
Let us pray. Keep shaping us and molding us, O God. We believe, help our unbelief. Be powerfully present and at work near and far to make us doers of your word. Through Christ we pray, amen.